Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. You can get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, the Indianapolis City County Council and Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hawk said this week took up the budget. The budget was introduced, a $1.56 billion spending document with more money for public safety, uh, more offices. But the question is, uh, what happens when the money runs dry? Some of those American Recovery Act dollars. So join us uh, in studio is our good friend, uh, Taylor Wooten. She is the uh, sort of the local reporter for the IBJ right across the street from here on Monument Circle. So, Taylor, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so give our audience if you could, sort of a bird's eye view uh, of the mayor's budget, if you could. Yeah, so the biggest thing is obviously the IMPD distribution. They're getting $324 million, which is a $10 million increase from last year, and it's second year in a row of record spending on IMPD. They're getting a lot of things. They're getting new vehicles. They're getting new technology. They're spending $5.9 million on those new vehicles. They're getting 300 new vehicles. And then the other thing that I would say is huge is that the Office of Public Health and Safety has several programs that are sort of ramping up and also transitioning off of that federal funding. So they're getting a 41% increase in their budget over last year. And that's going to fund the transition of this peacekeepers program from federally funded to into the budget. Well, I know uh, we were uh, the big, the, one of the big debates, the big question was been our, our officer shortage. So once you short anywhere from like 150 to 300 officers, depending on how you do the math, when you start counting, was there any money in the budget for new police officers? Or is it just trying to maintain what we already have? So there's not necessarily money in the budget for new police, but there is an additional raise. So they're building in that bonus that Hogsett's been talking about. So now new police officers will start at $72,000. Second-year officers will get $75,000. And then there is some aspect where these new vehicles, they hope, will increase retention because Chief Taylor has said, and he reiterated this on Monday, that these vehicles are officers' offices. So having these new vehicles, they hope, will help with this retention and also maybe help with, you know, gaining these new officers. Oh, we always know that public safety is always the biggest part of any city budget. It's not just police, also firefighters. It's also E911. It's also our court system, if you can sort of count that as sort of, our, as sort of part of our public safety uh, apparatus. Anything uh, new or any increase in funding in those areas? Uh, fire, E911, our court system. There were increases for both the Marion County Sheriff's Office and the Indianapolis Fire Department. So the Marion County Sheriff's Office is going to get an additional $14 million, which is really going to fund safety improvements at the Community Justice Campus. And then the Fire Department is getting the $17.3 million to help finish out the eight-year-long replenishment of their frontline apparatus, their vehicles, their equipment. So that will be the end of that. They want, to spend money, they want to spend money to improve the criminal justice system. Here's an idea. Get some of those big airport screens that actually work. Call me crazy. I'm there every other day in my lawyer job. And we have always have issues with the screens. And is this in this courtroom? Is this in this courtroom? Where is I always got to go to the front desk? So just, just if anybody's listening to City Hall, just, 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 an, F, just an FYI. Uh, Taylor Wooten with us. Uh, she is a local reporter for the IBJ. Our friend's right across the street here on Monument. So kind of walking through uh, sort of the mayor's uh, budget plan, budget proposal that he, that he presented to the council. Uh, earlier this week. Uh, I also know there's uh, funding for a new 
diversity, equity, inclusion type office. What's going on there? Yeah, so the official name is the Office of Equity, Belonging, and Inclusion, and that proposal was actually presented before the Administration and Finance Committee of the Council last night. Um, They voted on it. Basically, the Democrats voted in favor. The Republicans voted against it. Um, Right now, the funding for that office is $687,000, just about. And um, basically, it would help with you know, analyzing the diversity that exists within the city and kind of trying to meet the needs of different people. And I know that during that time, the new director of diversity, equity, inclusion, Ben Tapper, said that the city's becoming more diverse. Like right now, the percentage of white people in Marion County is now 52 percent and people of color is at 48 percent. Yeah. So that's sort of what that office is meant to yeah, because like, I remember the mayor saying in, in his address to the council that night, uh, he was saying that uh, when it comes to minority you know, contractors and vendors with the city, that the number is extremely low. Because I, I want to say they did a report, a uh, pre-pandemic report over, over all that minority participation. And so part of this office's job was to sort of figure out how to increase that minority participation uh, so to make sure our city tax dollars are more equitably distributed throughout the city, if my memory, if my memory serves me correctly. I, I don't remember. Like, or, or some, something, something, <laughs> along those, something along those, along those lines. Um, anything else uh, in the budget that sort of, uh, sort of surprised you folks or like, hey, this is interesting or something that the mayor's office hadn't done before? Yeah, so there's something interesting in that there will be some attempt at tax relief. For, so there's going to be a pilot program that's coming off of a law that passed this past year, which is... The reallocation as, of the income tax rate? Um, oh, no, 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 no. That, no, that was it. Go, go ahead, I'm sorry. You, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, so it's basically out of this law that passed this last year. They're going to be able to set up a pilot program in the Riverside neighborhood, which is a neighborhood that has seen assessed values go up 20% within the past year in several areas. So this will allow them to give tax relief to people who are over 55, have lived in their residences for over 10 years and have claimed a homestead deduction for the past two years. So that's one new thing that they're going to pilot. I believe it, it may be just one year or it's two years. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember uh, also uh, Sarah, when she Sarah Ridden, uh, the city comptroller, when she presented uh, the budget details, talked about sort of re- re- rearranging some of the tax rates so they could spend money in other areas, but the, fundamentally there'd be no net increase in the tax Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? What was uh, funded for roads and infrastructure? I know that has always been a big issue, and a big deal here in Marion County. So the capital infrastructure plan that's set over five years it w- is increasing just a little bit from one point one billion as introduced last year to one point one six nine billion, um, and then the DPW's operating budget is increasing by ninety million. Uh, the biggest thing, which was something that Hogshead introduced in his infrastructure speech a month or two ago, is that they're going to do a twenty-five million dollar one-time infusion into residential streets. So we'll see that happening in twenty twenty-four if this passes. And then additionally, they're going to allocate five million dollars into alleyways, which is a big deal. I've heard especially for people who live in downtown and use those alleys as, you know, their driveways or ways to get to their houses. So um, that's another thing. But that'll be that five million dollars will be over two years. So the first year is just going to be, I believe, two million. I think, yeah, I think two million was uh, 
was was the number. Uh, uh, final question for you: uh, What was your reaction from the council Republicans, council Democrats, and also uh, Jefferson Sharif? Yeah, so I didn't get the chance to talk to the council Republicans and council Democrats, but Jefferson Sharif's reaction was supportive of you know these investments into the police department because public safety has been a big thing. But the one thing that I know he criticized is the fact that these public safety cameras, not the dash cams for IMPD are overdue. So he'd mentioned that. And he also praised, you know, this funding in alleys because he was a downtown counselor for a few years. Um, and interestingly, he had a few things that he thought maybe need more funding. And those things were the animal shelter because he wants to see it become a no-kill shelter and this transition that we're seeing where the city county building's now empty or nearly empty because a lot of entities have moved to the community justice campus. He said that there needs to be more funding or more resources put towards the, that transition of what's going to be next for the city county building. So uh, what's uh, so walk our audience real quickly through what happens next in the budget process. I know the budget has to be passed by like the first week of October. Yeah. So after this, what will happen is they'll just go through a series of committees. So over the next two months, these council committees will meet and either approve or shift. And usually they'll approve these budget items. And at the end, once it goes through all this process, there'll be a review and analysis period where these committees will see the final iteration of each agency's budget, and then they'll approve or deny it. And then it'll go to that final meeting in October sometime, and then it'll get approved or denied then. All right. Well, Taylor Wooten uh, from the IBJ uh, City Hall reporter. Taylor, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Thank you very much for being here and sort of helping our audience with sort of a 30,000-foot view uh, of the city's budget. I get to go through the whole thing in a couple of weeks and some change. Of course. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.